0: The Talksport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that order in today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com
1: This podcast is part of the
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go.
1: You are watching Lester Till I Die TV.
0: good evening fellow fox fans as i always say are you going to argue with jerry (laughs) i'm not it's tuesday it's five past seven and that can only mean one thing it's me and my chat chum craig it's the preview show and this is lester till i die A bit of a blast from the past there for those of you that are into it. Yes, it is. Subscribe, but please. It's the preview show. Um, We're playing on Saturday at eight o'clock. It's a little matter of this. It is. It's Leicester versus the Saints. This time last year... We thought we were going to do the double over them, and they uh, they kind of got their own back after that unforgettable match, which I'm sure will be mentioned a couple of times this evening. If you're watching and you want to watch us, where well, you're watching us live, you can catch us on YouTube on Leicester Till I Die uh, TV on Periscope and Twitter at Leicester TID. And Facebook, uh, Lester till I die. The group, and um, please click on that Streamyard link. Just brings your name up. Just see who we can speak, uh, who we're speaking to. And if you're listening to us, you can catch us on g- uh, Google, uh, I- Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor Podcasts. Lester till I die. Um, it's all down the side there. Your left as you look at it. That's what you can see. Well. It is Southampton this week uh, We're back to the league We're back to um, the day job As they say uh, It's a small matter of third versus sixth Not exactly top of the table clash But there or thereabouts um, And let's see what my chat chum Craig Has to say about the uh, the match Good evening Craig
1: Good evening Chris Good evening everyone
0: How are we? How are, the devil are you sir?
1: Well, I'm I'm pretty good. My uh, my life these days, obviously, in lockdown is a little bit curtailed. It's uh, It comprises of watching virtually every football match that's on TV uh, and sitting in front of uh, Matt Hancock and Boris waving me a little union jack every time an OAP gets vaccinated. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> oh, a wonderful life. Sounds like it could be a film. Yeah, well, I think I think it used to be that uh, every time a, a bell rang, an angel got its wings. But I think it's now every time you hear a bell ring, uh, an iap has got va- vaccinated. So it's been brought up into the into the modern day.
0: <laughs> well, we'll wait for your bell to ring, there, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> really. Oh. Cool oh it's been a while <laughs> come on it was an open net i had to knock it in <laughs> moving on moving on quickly we'll say good evening to matthew who's in dublin uh dublin port tonight good evening matthew um over there over there with the ggs um so after the weekend that was a good a good run out uh the team obviously brendan didn't get your memo <laughs> for completely to be fair, games. to be fair, to be
1: fair though, uh, Chris, I was only two players out in that team, it was, um, and uh, we didn't know Madison was uh, going to be injured, so it was only Madison no. and Vardy that was out. It's probably the closest I've been and the closest I'll ever get all
0: season, so I'm taking <laughs> nine out of 11 do I was with you I can't remember what it was but I'll take your word for it <laughs> <laughs> I don't think neither of us went for a 4-0 though did we no we didn't did we no I think I
1: went 2-0 and uh, yeah. I think you went for a 2-1 but uh, yeah. yeah 4-0 it was a great, really good performance you know as usual we, we give the opposition a chance and it tends to be they either take it or they don't and the last couple of weeks they've not Sam Vogue should have scored really but Apart from that I think we were in control the the whole game and looked pretty comfortable to be honest
0: we did well it's Southampton coming up and just for those yeah. of you um that want to see another take on on the game on lester till diecom com forward slash I don't know why I did that you can't see me because I've got the uh, the picture up there <laughs> forward slash opposition view uh, we've had a chat with match day vlogs and uh, they uh, they kindly answered the question for us and um, ahead of so it doesn't question the head of of the match it's just a different take on on the TV show and I think the quote that I've picked up as the headline on it from uh, from Jack uh, Martin from the match day vlogs was I've never been more angry upset or over the sport of football as I was after that game and I think we know what that game was don't we Craig I think we do know what that game was.
1: Uh, I was talking to, uh, to someone about it uh, today, actually, someone who doesn't really follow football, and uh, it managed to come up in conversation, and I explained to them that it was the, the biggest uh, away victory by any team um, ever. I think it wasn't just Premier League. I think it was of all time. Um, just one of those yeah. unbelievable, quirky games where virtually everything we hit went in and uh, and for once all the fates conspired to help us but it, it was just unbelievable wasn't it i think anybody who watched it'll never forget
0: that game and, uh, and southampton fans uh, never will <laughs> i um of course i only lived just down the road literally in oh. dorset from there so it was a bit like a home game for me but um yeah. It was like, you know, I went uh, with my brother-in-law and it was uh, a night to remember. I think coming out of there, I think I decided to run the FA Cup, the League Cup. we are going to do everything that season. <laughs> Saying good evening yeah. to Peter Hines, he's in sunny Southend, um, oh, wow. and if you And if you want to watch the game um, this weekend, it's uh, eight o'clock. Like you say, games are all over the place, but at least we're getting to see them all. Eight o'clock on BT Sports this Saturday. You were doing nothing else this Saturday night, were you, you, Craig?
1: No, I just, uh, my life revolves around football now. It's, uh, you know, all those things uh, that I was going to do, cinema, theatre, going to the pub, I've decided
0: to can all of those. Uh, and yes. just watch football. Football, much, much to your good ladies' um, cheer, I would imagine. <laughs> to be, to be,
1: to be, um, to be uh, honest, uh, it's not too bad. I, I know people who uh, get a lot more um, stick for it, so I, I can't complain too much.
0: <laughs> but, uh, we've got Southampton. It's not. Mm. We know we're not going to have another sort of nine nil um we didn't have we didn't have a nine nil in this fixture last year which in its turn, was the return leg but yeah. as we always do we have a look at the match history um as we do here and we've played 91 28 draws 29 for us 34 for them pretty close it is
1: pretty close um i i am slightly surprised that uh, we're on the the wrong side of that games won and lost to be honest i thought we might be slightly ahead i mean southampton have never really had uh many years uh, flirting with the the top of the division um you know they had a few close shaves but uh, they've never been a really um strong team over a number of years so i'm surprised i thought we may have had more victories than them um
0: I but, think that you know possible. let's get one of the weekend yeah i think that was possibly going back to our uh, championship years uh, in you know the, the uh, my 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 favourite Craig what I like to call my Craig Levine period <laughs> when, uh, when they probably beat us on a regular basis. But looking looking at the Premier League here, um, we've played them twenty eight times because we have got the better of them in the Premier League. Yeah. There's nine draws, but we have got eleven wins over over their eight. And of those eleven, seven of them have been at home, and they've only managed to win three away.
1: Mm. Well, that bodes well. And uh, to be honest, that that's more uh, what I expected in terms of uh, our record against them. So Premier League, yeah, we, we've had the better of them. And I think we've, you know, Southampton are a, a funny team over there. They've been up in the Premier League, I'm not sure how many uh, consecutive years now, but I seem to think that when they were talking about um, having this new European League, um, I think Southampton were going to be the next one in line because they'd been in the Premier League the, the consecutive number of years. So it's been a while mm. since they've been back down. Uh, and they, they were just a solid team, aren't they? know, yeah, nothing overly spectacular. They they went through that phase of selling their best players on a regular basis. Um, but they, they had a good line of, of youth coming through. It sort of changed a little bit. They don't have so many youth products coming through but they're they're a, a solid team and, and we'll give anyone a game on their day
0: yeah and talking of match day vlogs who were um, who did our opposition view on the website they've joined us this evening don't know whether they just popped in to say hi and and popped out again but uh we'll say hello to to the the, the saints uh saints fans hello. Uh, looking forward to it. We'll, we'll ask you again after ninety minutes if you're beating <laughs> you. If you were looking forward to it. Well, then Matthew kind of sums it up. It's going to take a bit of winning this one. They have, you know, they're, they're we're at home and we never do. Obviously, we know we're not doing as well at home, no. and they've got Danny Ings who literally is on fire.
1: He is. Wouldn't he be a great player to try and pick up? Um, I'm sure he's tied <laughs> down to a decent contract, and uh, I'm sure he's uh, he, he's uh, he's happy where he is. Um, but he, he would have been a nice player for us to pick up. I think uh, Southampton did well, to be fair, and um, you know they they were the ones who put the gamble on him and on his fitness because he's always been a good player, but he had that bad period at Liverpool where he couldn't seem to string half a dozen games together because he was always injured but i don't think anybody ever doubted his talent and uh, they've managed to keep him pretty fit at southampton and uh, he's banging the goals in he's a really really top class striker
0: it just shows you though doesn't it how a player and i always said this when vardy was was being linked with arsenal all that time i Mm. don't think vardy would have done well at arsenal or the type of team they are and sometimes you buy a player because they are doing well at whichever club it is, doesn't mean they're going to do well at your club. Torres at Chelsea, Ings at Liverpool, just prime examples of that.
1: Yeah, you know, and you've seen, I mean, other other players more recently as well uh, from Southampton. So, you know, Hoiberg looks like a player reinvented at, uh, at Spurs. Uh, he was a, a little bit of a run-of-the-mill player um, at Southampton, but I think he... You know, he wasn't given the responsibility that he's been given at Spurs. Uh, Tadic, uh, who was a great player, he, he, you know, always had the talent. Uh, and I think, I can't remember where he's gone now, but he went abroad and, and he's he's doing great in Europe, um, but never really consistently performed for Southampton. So they've always had some good players, Southampton. And uh, and I think this current crop, they've got a few unsung heroes in there as well. I think Armstrong's a really Really good, solid player, and, and can always crop up and, and cause a bit of uh, a bit of problems. Um, I guess one thing that is a benefit to us at the minute, the way that we defend corners, is the fact that Vestergaard is uh, is injured and out. Otherwise, uh, I think that may have been a danger for us. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, um, we've just been um, we've just been. <laughs> Cold. It was Ajax. That Ajax went. Yeah. I was going to say Ajax, but I didn't want to uh, make myself look
1: a fool. I know I usually do anyway, but on this occasion, I thought yeah. I better, better of it.
0: <laughs> Not when you're being watched. It's always a bit hard. I mean, <laughs> I've, got to give, I've got to give credit to, to, to Southampton because mm-hmm. and I'm sure you remember when we had that loss to Watford in the playoff semi-final. Mm-hmm. How easy it would have been. At that mm-hmm. point, I think a lot of clubs would have possibly sacked the manager. Yeah. Uh, we stuck with Nigel Pearson. Mm-hmm. The rest, as they say, is history. We, we broke mm-hmm. records at the and centre the following year. We went up as champions. It showed that sticking with a manager can work. How many managers, having been drugged at home 9-0, mm-hmm. would have got rid of the manager? They mm-hmm. stuck with him. Yeah, and look what he's done. He's, he's turned it around, and you've
1: got to give the guy credit for that. I think he's. I think he's a fantastic manager. I think he was a great manager before Southampton. You know, picked him up and, and did really well to to spot him uh, over in Germany and bring him in. And as you say, it would have been very easy to have a knee-jerk reaction from the board. Um, I think you know they've uh, they've done pretty well i think uh, recently in terms of picking up managers um obviously it didn't really work out for koeman um but pochettino was a great pick uh, when they got him and i think hassan hushel is, is doing the same and i think the only danger for uh, for southampton is the fact that the better job he does the more, more attractive he becomes to to bigger clubs and that's no disrespect uh, disrespect to southampton but um but I think he's a great manager. Uh, you can see the way he plays uh, and the way he gets emotional, which I love as well. You know, the yeah. way that uh, he reacted when he got that win over Liverpool was uh, was, was fantastic, you know, tears in his eyes. Uh, and it means a lot to him and fans love that in a manager. They want to see the, the manager be as um, emotional as the fans are and, uh, and I think they've got a good one there and I, and I hope they can hang on to him for a while.
0: I think, like you said, I think it, it does show that, you know, sometimes not having a knee-jerk reaction mm. is is the best thing because we remember that game, and I make no apologies for talking about it a lot. It was a definitely sort of one of those I-was-there moments. And, mm. you know, you, 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 you've got to sometimes take it on the chin and go, do you know what? we got our arses whipped tonight. And yeah. we, also, as the winning fans, have to go, do you know what? It could have fit our arsenal and gone in tonight. It's not going to happen. You're not going to lose like that every week. And as we know, you're not going to win like that every week, are you? No. And I think it showed, um, again, Southampton in many
1: ways are a similar club to us, similar size. Um, obviously, we've had some some recent success. and uh, But I thought it, it was great that as that game went on, you know, one, two, three, four, five goals go in and, and the fans sort of, you know, turned a little bit. But by the end, I think they came to the realisation as well that this is just a freak result. We've played pretty badly, to be fair, but we were ruthless. And the fans mm-hmm. stuck behind them to the end. Uh, and that was great as well. And that shows that real bond between fans and, and the club.
0: It is. and It also shows my total lack of... um football punditry knowledge. As I said at half-time, I turned to my son at half-time. Was It five? It was five, I think, at half-time, wasn't it? Five I think nil. it was, yeah. And I went, that's it. We'll take our foot off the gas in the second half. It'll be nil-nil <laughs> now. Which, let's be honest, it usually is in that sort of situation. But, uh, but that was yeah, last it did. Yeah, it
1: did. yeah, I was just going to say, I think, I think it was one of those games also that showed us a little bit about what Brendan Rodgers was made of as well, because he, he made a, a big deal afterwards and the players came out the, the same and said that they were 5-0 up, but there was no way that he was going to take his foot off the gas. You know, he wanted us to go out and really make a statement. And uh, and we did that, to be fair. So that was encouraging from our point of view. It would have been easy, as you say, to take players off rest, them just glide through the rest of the game. So... Um, uh, uh yeah, so it was it was good. I think I think both teams learnt a little bit about their manager on that day.
0: Yeah. Um match Dave Logs again there. Ralph has never taken points off Klopp. It was a personal goal of his, hence the full-time emotions. And um, I mean, well done for sticking with us through all the nine-nil talks as well. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> the other way around, I might I might have run off by now. But form Guy, going back to sort of Saturday's game. I mean, they have just come back off that win against Liverpool. Um, they also, they've had a couple of draws there. Fulham, and we, we all know about Fulham, and we all know about West Ham as well. They've got a couple of nil-nils. Lost to Man City, which a lot of clubs will do this season, although obviously not us. And a draw with Arsenal. <coughs> not a million miles away from sort of our form. and We, we, we got a couple of wins there. Newcastle and Spurs. Um the draws, Man United, Palace, and, of course, the, the, the loss to Everton. So, form is pretty much uh, on an even keel there.
1: Again, I think it I think it reflects um, the fact that we are pretty similar teams. Um, mm. I would say, and, and again, no disrespect, I think Southampton are not the same team when Ings isn't playing in exactly the same way we're not the same team when Vardy isn't playing. Yes, we've got some decent um uh, decent uh, replacements, but they're not as good. And I think it shows. And I think those couple of nil-nils, and, and I'm sure they'll uh, correct me if I'm wrong, were probably when Ings wasn't playing. But um, uh, so so they are they are a team who rely on Ings. Uh, Shay Adams has stepped up this year and I think he was decent. I liked him when he was at Birmingham. I like the fact that he's very direct um, in, in his play. He wants to try and get a shot off. So I think he's a danger as well. I do like him. Um, I think that's given them that second striker that we probably don't have. You know, we are it's Vardy or Inato with us, and, and they're very, very different players. Where I think Ings is, is a much better player than, than Shea Adams, but I think they both have a goal threat, um, which probably we don't when Vardy Vardy isn't playing.
0: As Mark said, then good evening, Mark. Um... We have, we have exactly the same stadium as well don't we <laughs> built by the same people yeah, we do. It, it, it is ex- exactly the same although i do remember going to one match and being sat underneath a leak they'd have a leak in their roof which we don't have <laughs> um but <clears throat> looking as we always do and i'm sorry match <laughs> but we do have a look at last <laughs> season <laughs> and to be honest with you yeah okay we, we've discussed the 9 <clears> nil. <throat> showed how they turned it round you know, uh, and they did come back, although well, we said that, that was uh, in January, that was at the start of our not so good run.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that was probably a bit of a letdown, wasn't it? But I think, you know, I think that, that game we were on a hiding to nothing, you know, uh, Southampton had a lot to prove and you can imagine there wasn't any team talk required. I would have thought before that game, all they needed to put up was, uh, and I apologize for, for mentioning it again, was, uh, Southampton nil Leicester nine, put that large on uh, on the wall in the changing room. Man, I would have, I would have thought that's the team talk done, um, and, and fair play in to fairness, them they they came
0: out. Sorry? Sorry. In fairness, I think before the game we actually played the nine nil on the big screens because I remember yeah. I remember them saying that it was very un Leicester like thing to do, and it was kind of. Mm, rubbing the noses in it a little bit and maybe we got what we deserved. Uh, maybe.
1: I think I think we do that. To be fair, I think we've done that for every game. We've showed the recent results and, uh, yeah, maybe um, discretion may have been a, the better part of Valor on that one. You know, if it was a 1 or a 2 nil, there probably wouldn't have been too bad showing it but uh, the, um, the uh, dare I say, the 9 nil uh, showing it again was probably a well, little we'll bit... I think it was. Uh, I think we got nine. Nine,
0: that was it. Nine nil. Yeah, <laughs> we're lining ourselves up for a beating here, aren't we? <laughs> we we are indeed. Um, I mean, the t- it, it well, <laughs> literally, they are one win behind us. I mean, they'd need to yeah. sort of beat us by four goals to, to 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 overtake us. But it is tight at the top there, isn't it? I mean, you know, I, I know. Man United have now got the game in hand, as do Spurs and Man City. Um, And, you know, depending on what happens health-wise, that that may extend. But, you know, Southampton literally are just those three points behind. And not long ago, they were top in the league.
1: They were. They had a really good start to the season and, and very consistent. I don't think they've had any of the sort of Highs and lows. Um, you know, I, I don't think their performance levels have fluctuated uh, as as, uh, as much as ours have. Um, so, I, yeah, I think we I think we've hit highs, but we've also hit lower lows. Uh, whereas Southampton have just been maintained a, a level of consistency and got results. And as you say, you know, you have to grind out a couple of nil nils in this uh, in this league when, when things are not going well for you and you don't have your best team the ability to to grind a, a point out, out can stand you in good stead. Um, I, I have no illusions whatsoever that this is, isn't going to be anything other than a really tough game for us.
0: Just to, um, I mean, again, the, the guys are taking it on the chin. Uh, match Matchday Vlogs, the Southampton group, they're actually doing their opposition view or preview show on um, Wednesday night at 11 and I can be as horrible as I want to them in this because I know I'm not going on that. Brad's doing it for me. So, <laughs> Brad, can, Brad can take all the stick back. You know? <laughs> I'm safe from that. I tell you what, while we've got match day vlogs watching us, uh, I just want to mm. sidetrack a bit because I was I was looking at um, mascots and it's a bit like, <laughs> like the Churchill dog chewing a, a wasp there not exactly sure i think i think their mascot is a dog with but somebody said it it should be a saint bernard with them being the saints but nobody knows quite what it is but if matchday blogs is still watching please please um Mm. give us a give us a heads up as to what what your mascot actually is
1: yeah it's funny because to be honest if you'd have asked me i i wouldn't have had a clue what their um what their mascot was it's one of those that's just sort of Escape me. Uh, I mean, I think all they can say is it, it's not a boiler like uh, like West Brom <laughs> have got. So anything's better than that.
0: <laughs> I was just—you beat me to that. I was just about to mention the boiler, but uh, I don't mean my ex-wife either. But, <laughs> 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 but, uh, so yeah. What... Well,
1: no, no, just just uh, just a quick aside there, Chris. Just a quick mm. one. I would say um, that. Southampton, again, as we we touched on this very briefly about them sticking with their manager. For me, and I don't know what anyone else thinks, but West Brom deserve everything they get this season. Um, The way that they got rid of um, uh, Billich after a great performance uh, against Man City, grinding out that draw. For him to already have been... uh, Sam Allardyce was already uh, lined up to take over uh, and who knows what what Bilic would have done? You know, he clearly had that team playing for him to get that point at uh, at Man City. Uh, so I think he was treated pretty badly there. And uh, I'm not a big fan of Sam. So the sooner that he can get rid of that, I've never taken a team down. Tag the better. So uh, if there's any West Brom fans watching, which I don't
0: think there is, uh, but unfortunately, goodbye. He did. Uh, he did well in the cup this week, didn't he, Big Sam?
1: Um, did he get beat it again? Got, he got beaten, didn't he? By uh, by Blackpool, was it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. A oh, What a shame! What a shame! Yeah, to be honest with you, I I think that was pretty disgusting as well. But you know, we don't know the ins and outs. Talking of no, Sammy, no. um it was Sammy the Saint. Apparently, it's a dog, but they've they've no I- no idea why. Obviously, a bit of a rough yeah. decision. A rough no. decision. Oh, never mind. Let's just. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, move on, Chris, move
0: on. <laughs> move on. I'll take your lead. And I'll uh, I'll take your... Lead. Yeah, all right, let's just move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he agrees with you, so well said, that short-term vision from Albion. So, obviously Southampton are going to look at this at the, yeah. the weekend, know what we're like at home. They're going to go for us, aren't they?
1: I think so. I, th- I think they'll be wary of us. I think sometimes we... we you know, as much as a lot of Leicester fans talk ourselves up as, you know, we have this divine right these days to be in the top four and we should be challenging for the for the title. I think the the other side is that, that we, we still have that uh, mentality, a lot of Leicester fans, of, you know, we're not as good as, you know, maybe the table shows. And so we, we still go into these games with a little bit of trepidation. Um, whereas by I, th- I think Southampton will be uh, just as uh, afraid of... Uh, what we've got as we will of them, so I think it. I think both teams are going to take this really seriously. And it, it could be, it's either going to be uh, some kind of stalemate that we just um, grind it out and we we, uh, we we take each other out, or it could be a really good free flowing game of f- football. And and I hope it's the latter. Uh, and I'm I'm quite happy if we um, if we win five four.
0: Football's the winner, <laughs> is it bollocks? We want to be the that's, winner. That's the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you said earlier your team selection was a 9 out of 11. So let's um, have a qu- very, very quick uh, quick break. and We'll have a look at what your team selection for this week is going to be. We'll be right back Thanks. after this, guys. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels of the Foxes. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Now available on Spotify. Welcome back um, and yeah. As I always say, this isn't Craig's lineup. I do I can't even see who half those are. I should have gone to Spect Savers or been a ref either. Or, but um, just a, a lead-in to uh, Craig, who is going to tell us what team he would put out for this weekend's uh, home fixture against Southampton.
1: You know, you know what, Chris. I think
0: um... <laughs> well, that would be nice. <laughs> Rob-
1: um, to five, yeah. <laughs> I, and even even better as they'll be coming off the bench for it um i i think we're getting as close to the team picking itself as as we've been
0: yeah
1: for for many a season now to be honest i yeah. think this team apart from you know Sorencu's starting to come back now uh but i think he's going to have to wait for his opportunity of a of an injury or a suspension and i think To be honest, I'm not sure if Evans must be one booking away if he's not already uh, suspended. Yeah, 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 and and obviously Ricardo coming back, so I think you know I I think the team's almost picking itself, and and probably everybody could uh, could guess at the team that I'm probably going to go for um, if everybody's fit. Mm -hmm. What was interesting was was the explanation that Brendan gave for why he switched the fullbacks. around with Tim and JJ. So taking that on board, I think he may do the same again. So um, same back four. So Kasper, uh, I think he'll play uh, Castagne on the right. Then Fafana Evans and JJ on the left again. And and for those who, who didn't see what Brendan said, um, he said that Castagna's game was more about his running and uh, that, that's the, the main benefit of his game, that he can just get straight up and down uh, that side. And when he's playing with Barnes in front of him, because he likes Barnes to start wide and then come in, he can often block the space for Castagna who likes to run into that, so they don't dovetail as well together, whereas he said that JJ is much more comfortable coming inside um, as he did to Great effect for that! That fantastic first goal. So yeah. that that was the reason he switched the fullbacks. And uh, if that's his thinking, I, I can't see why um, why he would uh, switch it back again. Um, hopefully, that that's just explained why. <laughs> I was going to um... say
0: that's just answered your question there. Yes. Well, 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 yeah. well said, Greg. Well answered. You answering the questions before the questions come up.
1: <laughs> that's a talent, isn't it? Yes. That is. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I, naturally, I would have thought you know they were they were the other way around and, and, and JJ looks more comfortable on the on the right. But that was uh, Brendan's thought process, as I say, whether it was just for that game, and he thought there'd be more space uh, that he could expose down that side. But if not, then I can't see why he would switch it back again uh, for this one. Although I think uh, you've probably got Walcott playing down the right hand side. Um, who's a bit more, uh, got a bit of pace about him. So, you know, to be fair, JJ and Cassandra uh, both have a bit of pace about them. So I don't think we'd be too troubled by that. Um, so going on to midfield and then Ndidi, um sitting in front. And then I th- think it's the, the the standard now. If if Madison's fit, I think it's Albrighton, Tielemans, Madison, Barnes, and then Vardy up front. And uh, if Madison, Madison isn't fit, um I would think uh, Perez would come in because uh, that Pratt injury looked like it could keep him out for two
0: or three weeks. I think I think I have read somewhere that um he, he is but that's his season over. oh well, okay um, that's, that's... Yeah, possibly but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah let,
1: let's hope not I mean I mean he pulled up straight away and, and they got him off the pitch hmm. so um you know twitch would. Uh, because obviously he's got the Euros coming up as well, so that, that'd be a shame yeah. that uh, they yeah. couldn't make those.
0: I mean, look, like you say, I mean that team, if everybody is fit, is uh, is very well, uh, is very good. I mean, the guy you just mentioned here he's so much better on the right, in my opinion. But like you say, you've got to think of how it fit, like you said, Craig, very much so how it fits in with the team and yes yeah. he, he might be better on the right but with the when you're putting the rest of the team in place he actually is better on the left which i think basically was, i mean to be fair he didn't have play. a bad game you
1: know I, no. you know i think uh, in many ways i think um um he, you know he showed his, his versatility and i think uh i think matthew I think that whole versatility of being being able to play both sides and slip into a three man defense which we know that um Southgate seems to like uh, he does like his his back three with another two and then another two full backs uh, Mr defensive but I think JJ's got a great shout of being in the next squad with his, his versatility.
0: I think it would be ironic if JJ ousted did too well from that uh... Left back position, would it? <laughs> would it not? Um it, Barnes, it would be. But uh, I think, I think, uh, I, th- I think,
1: uh, I think, Chilo's had a decent season. To be fair,
0: Harvey yeah. Barnes are going to be something special. How he's performing at the moment, he is. And you know, we said last season a lot. We we bemoaned his lack of goals, but he's certainly. Um, Putting that right this season, yeah. Somebody here, Pratt out for three months. Good evening, Stephen Collins. Thanks for joining us, mate. Um, and basically, yeah, as I was saying, uh, Pratt out for three months. I think when you're talking about recovery as well, I think we're looking at probably his season over. Like you say, looking at that, looking at that squad. I mean, if if we went back, let's say three months. You would not have thought of any way that you would not have Soyuncu in your team, would you? But like you say, he's going to find it hard. I agree yeah. with you. And I, I, I've never been one for just bringing a player back because of who they are, if the team is performing well. I mean, obviously, you've got the likes of Vardy. But, you know, if Inacho was scoring one or two every game and Vardy was injured, I mean, you know, I know it's... a it's a fairy tale that, but um, then you know a player has to wait his chance. And let's like say maybe Evans is gonna is one booking away, I think, from like you say missing the game. It could be so yeah. interesting. We never thought of having not having so into in the team, would we?
1: Not, not at all. I think I think what it does um, is, is it bodes well for the, the up and coming games that we've got now. Obviously, we, we've got the league games. I think the Europa League starts in February again. We had yeah. the cup draw last night. So we see how how quickly those cup games are going to come around, the FA Cup games as well. So I think it gives us that opportunity that if we do need to rest a player, you know, we've got someone almost as good to bring in, which is which is great for us. Or if we do get a little niggling injury, we have got more squad depth to cope with it this time round. Uh, whereas in previous seasons, I think we've struggled a bit and, and our performance has dropped off. Which is great. And and so, Yunchu, you know, yeah, he's going to have to wait for his opportunity. Knowing John Evans, I don't think he'll be waiting that long, to be honest, because there's every chance that he'll get
0: a book in. (laughs) Bless him. Um, Yeah. uh, Oh, Brighton, he's, you know, the comeback kid.
1: He is, isn't he? And and, and again, I think that's that's a perfect example of someone fitting a system. Rather than just playing necessarily your most skillful players, you know, he's not the most skillful player. Perez is much more of a skillful player, Um, and we've probably got two or three who are more skillful. But I think he fits the system, as I say, and he will do his defensive work, which means whoever's playing right back behind him has more scope and freedom to go forward because he knows that all Brighton as the the uh, footballing intelligence to fill in uh, when he needs to and uh, he rarely lets us down mark he's he's a regular you know minimum seven out of ten
0: and you, you need one or
1: two of those players in your squad
0: yes yeah and injury wise i've not heard any updates on um madison or Vardy. i don't know if you have at all no i've not heard anything which which for me says that i, I think they
1: they're going to be okay I think he rested them probably more of a precaution than than anything. Uh, particularly Vardy, I think he didn't need to didn't need to play him in that game. Um, I, I think if he if he felt he needed to, I think he would have at least had him on the bench. So I think giving him a week off uh, has helped Vardy, uh, and I, I expect Madison to play as well. To be honest.
0: Yeah. A um, few people asking here about people that are leaving and coming in. We'll be covering that tomorrow night on the transfer show, seven o'clock with myself and Mark. Unfortunately, Craig probably will be too upset to watch that because we know now Slimani has, has moved on. But, um, you, know, keep, keep, you know, keep your chin up there, Craig. You know, don't... I'm staying strong. I'm staying strong. right okay so moving on then um let us have a look at um score predictions now um i'm just getting them up now again you can go on to um the website com forward slash predictions and you can see what uh the x foxes have gone for so let me just quickly run down those um which is steve walsh has gone for a 2-0 win uh steve linux and ian marshall have both gone for draws marshall uh, marshy never want to mix his uh, <laughs> mix his words but uh, steve has gone for a 1-1 and marshall has gone for a 2-2 i say steve walsh has gone for a 2-0 i have actually gone for a 3-2 because i think there will be goals in this and I, I think Danny Ings is going to, you know, be the, obviously is going to be the main threat. But I find it hard to predict against Leicester. And that's why I think we'll, we'll nick yeah. it 3-2. Let everybody, everybody get you, you, your score predictions in as well so mm. you can bring those up. But let's see uh, let's see what Craig's going.
1: Yeah, it's a really tricky one, isn't it? Because uh, I'm, I'm almost with you in terms of thinking a 3-2 or a 2-2. Because um, I... I you know, I, I just fancy Danny Ings, and uh, I also fancy um, Ward Prowse um, to to pop a free kick in. Um, I, I, really good player, Ward Prowse. I really, really rate him. Um, but I don't know. But I can't go the same as you, Chris. So I'm, I'm going to go for a two-one. I'm going to I'm going to go for a <laughs> Nick By one. It'd be three-two, but I'm going to go two-one.
0: You can you can by all means go the same as me because Rob being the uh, intelligent person that he is. Rob has gone three-two as well. Good good going there, Rob. You're you you're a man of hidden uh, hidden intelligence. And Matthew, he's actually going one better. He's going for a four-two Leicester. That's going to be a goal fest there, isn't it? You know yeah. um, like that. and Stephen, I'll tell I take all of these and Stephen Gollins has gone a 4-1 to Leicester. I think we've lost match Dave vlogs so we don't know what, what they may be going for. In fact I can probably tell you what match day vlogs were going for because they did the opposition view again. die.com forward slash opposition view. Um, he went for a 2 0 to Southampton, so didn't they? Okay, yes, he's, he's feeling confident, yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> Rob's come back and gone mostly hidden. <laughs> as long as you agree with me you'll always get a mention on here don't worry about it but um oh and this is uh this is a different guy on matchday blogs this is mike um sorry mike i was forgetting it was the, you, you you're not jack i was uh, thinking you're one and the same mike's gone for 2-1 jack went for 2-0 both of the saints we will see you'll have to come on the um post-match show with myself and uh and brad and uh uh, if we win, of course, you can come on. If if, if you win, <laughs> <laughs> we won't have you on. Um, so, yeah, pretty confident there from the Leicester fans that we're going to get three points. Um, we need to, obviously, if we are going to um, uh, keep up the challenge, as they say, especially, like I say, because a lot of the teams around us have got those... Um, uh, <laughs> he says, ah, likewise. <laughs> um, he... Uh, They have got that game in hand, which I always like to have the points on the table personally. Do you, Craig? Um,
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'd uh, I'd rather have the points in the bag. Um, You know, it always, again, it's that pessimistic side of you, isn't it? That You always think everybody's going to win those games in hand. But but the way this season's going, there's no guarantee. I mean, Man United can go top um, tomorrow, I think. Uh, Or is it tonight? Um, When they play Burnley. Um, but you know Burnley, you know going away to Burnley, it's no, uh, it's no easy thing. So you oh, know no, I, you can expect. But uh, but who knows? I've
0: twenty odd years. It's a it's a uh-huh. cold, unforgiving uh-huh. place. To, to on an evening game, I'll tell you. Especially if you're up at the back of that uh, that new stand, and you can see all the way over the fields and what have you. It's a uh, it's a it's a cold uh, a cold place up there with Stoke. I think. Uh, that's um, like you say, and I think it's being a Leicester fan as well. You say it's being pessimistic. I think it's actually if you look up pessimistic in the diary, I think it says a Leicester fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. So I think best. we, I think we run the extremes, don't we? We, we have yeah. the, you know, not decrying no, the the newer fans, shall we say, who are um, almost like overly optimistic, uh, but then the older ones amongst us. Um. I've seen it all so we we tend to be the more pessimistic ones i think
0: yeah well it's um like i say all good in the hood everybody seems to be confident anyway that we are going to get the win fingers crossed we are uh it's classic match time and mm-hmm. i think people will probably guess what you're going for but we, we we changed the rules slightly on this, I think, the other week, didn't we? That um yeah. you because we're at home, it's got to be a Leicester Southampton game at home. And people might be surprised, as I was, by the, 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 the one you're going for. So let's uh let's have a look and let's bring up Craig's classic match.
1: Well, it's uh it's the match that never was really to be honest um so 15th of october way back in 1983 and um if anyone was there i would imagine that they would probably remember this game um it was on match of the day so we had great commentary by john Motson. and the game was played shall we say in a torrential um downpour and it had been raining for a long time And anybody who does know this game, the the most famous uh, part of it was um, how wet the pitch was and uh, Steve Linex was tackled uh, by... uh, I can't remember who it was, but he was tackled and uh, he basically did the breaststroke in the middle of the pitch because it seemed to be the only way of making any progress with the ball. It was absolutely a farce, to be honest. And I think, uh, yeah, it was abandoned after 22 minutes of ridiculous... Uh, football or water polo was probably uh, nearest to it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we we went into that game. We'd had a shocking start to the season. It was the old First Division. Southampton were second, uh, and if they beat us, they would go top. We played eight, and we were bottom of the table. Um, and apparently, we uh, we we felt like we'd started the game really well, and we were desperate to get the game finished. And the groundsmen were arguing with. The, uh, the the officials, match officials, that if they gave us a little bit more time, we'd have been able to get the old forks out. It's something you don't see anymore, is it? People coming on I the know. pitch with a fork, thinking oh, that's okay. going to get rid of five thousand liters of water. um yeah. But yeah, they, they were trying to trying to do that, and uh, but the referee just uh, just said, that twenty two minutes." He wasn't going to play anymore, uh, and the game was abandoned. And uh, it's still to this day, I think, is the only match I've ever been to. That was abandoned and um we played it again on the 30th of november right see you matthew um 30th. yeah yeah uh, 30th of november 1983 um so my question to you chris on the back of that <laughs> I'm, I'm only going to give you the one question this time so the game was yeah So, Leicester, it was replayed, um, 30th of November, 1983. Leicester ran out 2-1 winners, um, two goals coming from that uh, classic twin strike force that we had, Alan Smith and Gary Lineker. But which ex-Leicester player scored for Southampton?
0: Um, Okay. Just while I'm thinking, just give myself some thinking time, and hopefully, guys can maybe also help me by bringing up the answer. Um, I have actually seen an... um, Just just while you're just while you're thinking, Chris, it,
1: talking of, of fans who have only seen us in our successful years. That first game, we started that um, that season really badly. And say eight games, and we were rooted at the bottom of the table. That first game that was abandoned. Obviously, there was the weather. But that game was played in front of less than nine thousand fans oh. um, at the old Filbert Street. Um, I think it's safe to say that in those days, football was a little bit more volatile in terms of the crowds, and um, you know, and if you weren't doing well, fans didn't turn up. Uh, whereas this day, you know, pretty much, you know, even if you're doing bad, you've got that many yes. Uh, Season ticket holders and and people love their football, so uh, so you do fill the grounds. But yeah, less than nine thousand were at that actual game.
0: Right. Well, well, I'm going to go, and then I'm going to just talk about another game briefly after that. But the only player I can think, um, Steve Moran, rings rings a bell.
1: Well, it's funny you should say that because Steve Moran. I really liked Steve Moran when he was at uh, when he was at Leicester for a, a brief period of time, and yeah. uh, Steve Moran did play in that game, and he did, in fact, not score.
0: Oh. And I, I I'm going to go stab in the dark, and I think I might be a couple of centuries out. But Peter, it wasn't Peter Rodriguez by any chance, was it?
1: That is another
0: fantastic and uh, unfortunately
1: incorrect shout
0: okay you're gonna have to tell me you're gonna have to tell me no nobody's guessing at the moment no it
1: was actually and i wouldn't have got this it was frank worthington
0: oh no wow wow of course mm. i mean now you say i mean i wouldn't have got that in a month of sundays i've got to be honest with you but um yeah. my god well Good old, oh, unfortunately, who is suffering really badly with dementia at the moment. So, yeah, our, our, thoughts, yeah, our thoughts go out to Frank, as indeed they'd go out also, to to Solbamba, who's just starting um, uh, cancer treatment today. So, yeah, I was gonna, um, I was gonna say that that was uh, it was really sad news to
1: hear that. Um, yeah, Solbamba was great for it, you know. It, Uh, So quickly did he become a a bit of a cult hero, and he got his own song. And I remember his debut. I think when we played Man City in the uh, in a cup game, and he scored within about five minutes. I think. And one of those players that he always had a mistake in him, but he was uh, uh, he was great entertainment. And uh, I'm sure every Leicester fan wishes him well. Wishes him well.
0: Wishes him well. Um, yeah no, just going back i' I say I wouldn't have got Frank Worthington at all, but just going back, I did actually remember when I say I lived in Burnley for um twenty odd years, and I worked for the local newspaper and we had what was in the day the equivalent of the executive boxes, um although this was Burnley, it was more of an executive table in a, <laughs> a huge room um but it was the same idea, and I used to get to host it. Obviously, when it was Leicester, nobody else wanted wanted to go. And I remember one—I think it was a New Year's Day game. I think I only got to go when my only wife only allowed me to go because I told her work told me I had to. <laughs> I was hosting the game, but that um, that got called off because of the rain. But that was uh, oh, yeah. made up for by the free food and, and lots of free drink and wine uh, mm-hmm. that we we had instead. But uh, we need to take a minute's silence here because uh, breaking news Sheffield United have just won a whoa, Premier League whoa, 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 game. Whoa. I whoa, whoa. Whoa. don't know who they were playing, well, but well done, they were Sheffield Newcastle. United. Newcastle. 1 0. Oh, heck. That's uh, well, well, well yeah. it's nice. I, I like, I have nothing against Sheffield United. I, yeah. I think, like most people, I've just been very surprised at the turnaround from one. It has been. It's not been a slow turnaround, it's been a drastic turnaround. It's what, I guess, every newly promoted team dreads happening.
1: Yeah, it's that second season, isn't it? You know, they did really well. But I think I don't know what what really has gone wrong. You know, similar players, I think he's probably tried to get them to play a little bit more football and and I'm not sure um, that they've got the players to do that. But on the back of a cup win, I think Newcastle was a good team for them to be playing tonight and... And I think Newcastle went down to 10 men quite early on in that game as well. So, um, yeah. they managed to get a bit of luck and uh, it looks like Billy Sharp scored uh, with the penalties for a, for a 1-0 win. So, well done, Sheffield United.
0: Incredible. And well done, Craig. And thank you very much as well for, for coming on this evening. Um, You're welcome. As Enjoyed it as always, Chris. Thanks, everyone. It, as always, it's been a pleasure for you, I'm sure. <laughs> we've, loved, <That'll laughs> we've loved having you on and your your great football knowledge which makes mine look like that so <laughs> thanks a lot craig and i will Gee. see you next tuesday as they always say yeah
1: cool thanks chris thanks guys, next everyone tuesday. take
0: care i think we've got everton midweek next week have we not
1: i'm not sure i i leave those things to you to uh, to sort out chris
0: oh thank you um no in fact we've got chelsea on tuesday we got when we were doing oh, no. this. We got Chelsea on Tuesday, so if you're free, it will be a Monday night show.
1: All right. I'll have to uh, consult my uh, consult my considerably packed diary.
0: Well, and and check with the missus, of course, <laughs> 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 or, or do you call your social secretary, <laughs> Craig? Thanks so much, mate. Hopefully, I'll Cheers. see you next Monday. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <Yeah>, thanks, Craig. <laughs> Cheers. So thanks a lot to Craig. As always, um, he, he makes the show. His knowledge is amazing. But thanks to you guys for watching and joining in. Um, well done, Sheffield United. Finally off the mark. Uh, looks like it's going to be a good weekend if all your score predictions are correct. Fingers crossed that we uh, we do get the win and keep the run going. We're going to be back tomorrow night at 7 with the... Um, transfer show me and mark we're going to be looking at some of the players that we are being linked with and uh some of those that have left and we're not being linked with a lot at the moment it's very quiet out there so if we've got time which we probably will have we'll also be looking at some of the best and worst january transfer dealings in leicester city's past (laughs) i'm sure you can think of one or two that fit into both categories on your left you'll see where you can find us watching up on YouTube, it's Leicester Till I Die TV. So see you, like I say, tomorrow night at 7 with the transfer show and Thursday night I've got a mate coming on, George, living down on the south coast as I do, he's a huge Southampton fan. So we're going to have a chat on Friday at 7 o'clock in the Opposition View show. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. Whatever you do, please stay safe and I'll see you tomorrow at 7. Good night now.
1: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. shopify.com work.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.